0: Papua New Guinea's Treasury Minister Ian Lingstaki announced budgetary support for low-income households as well as a significant tax increase for banks. The country's 2023 budget is the biggest in its history. The 24.5 billion Kina or 6.8 billion US dollars, which includes a deficit of 1.34 billion US dollars, is the biggest in the country's history. Our PNG correspondent Scott Whitehead told Don Wiseman about some of the key elements, starting with a more than 50% increase in the tax free threshold for wage earners.
1: What's happened is that the government's increased the tax-free threshold from the previous 13,000 kina per annum to 20,000 kina. So that group of people, the minimum wage which was uh, which stood at 13,000 kina, that threshold's been raised to 20,000 kina. So anybody who's earning 20,000 kina and below gets a lot more take-home pay without taxes. And that affects a large group of people particularly in manufacturing jobs you know the casual casual employees and it gives also companies the ability to maneuver in terms of employment of large groups of people you know semi-skilled unskilled workers uh, bringing them into a, a formal setting and paying them better without a tax burden to worry about
0: there had been talk of uh the need to do something about the electoral commission particularly to allow it to do things like properly prepare for elections
1: there Electoral Commission is mentioned in the recurrent budget. I didn't have the benefit of budget books yesterday, so I, I didn't see the specifics. But there's a huge, huge increase in terms of law and order and the judiciary and the magisterial services. Now, that impacts directly on the ability of police to exercise their powers during elections and outside of elections as well. So, it's a 401 million kina increase, and that's spread out over various sectors, police in particular, have gotten the biggest slice. And with that, they have already put out advertisements for an additional 500 recruits and 60 officer positions. And that number is expected to increase from the current 5,000 that we have right now to about Seven thousand, seven thousand plus in 2026. Now that's that's a target, and it appears that there's commitment in the budget, and as well as commitment from the RPNGC to begin recruiting, Uh, and that's that's already happening. So the other significant thing of note is the ICAC, the Independent Commission Against Corruption. That's also received funding now. In previous budgets, it hasn't received the funding that it needed. It was set up, but it it did funding so with this budget it's received funding for its functions.
0: Now there's always been controversy about the district funds that MPs get paid directly to spend at their discretion but now the government has now created a second fund uh, and it's supposedly that meant to go into infrastructure but the MPs again will have full control will they?
1: Not really the creation of a second fund, it's just the allocations have increased, so it's about nine hundred million kina uh, this year next year for district infrastructure now that's a continuation of what was done this year, allocated in November last year, so it's just an increase and yes there's, there's a considerable amount of political discretion over those funds, and that's always a source of controversy for many of the frontline workers who really need to be implementing, but you have the politician also in charge of influencing where the funds go.
0: The government's throwing a fair bit of money around. It's still talking about a substantial deficit, but a smaller deficit than last year. So it's clearly thinking it's going to be earning uh, a significantly larger amount of money than last year. Where's that going to come from?
1: Yeah, Don, the Treasury yearning stock is very confident of shrinking the deficit over time now that's hugely ambitious on the part of the government and especially for the treasurer uh, and for next year he's looking at two key areas and one of those one of those areas is the well several key areas actually not two but one of those areas that pops out in front is the 200 million that's coming from an increase in taxes on the banking sector and, and that is a huge huge increase and it's you know, the banks haven't said anything yet the opposition has also yet to respond to that budget the other area is a significant increase on log export taxes and that tax has been increased by 20 percent on top of a previous tax that was in- introduced in 2020 they've also cut back on fuel excise uh, and that particular excise suspension it's not really a cut it's just a suspension of that excise for six months that is expected, according to the Treasurer, to have an impact on the cost of goods and services, you know, going to places like the Highlands to the islands, because one of the biggest costs that impacts on the price of food is the cost of transport in Papua New Guinea.
0: Yes, in a place like New Zealand, of course, nearly everyone uses a car, and the cost of petrol has gone through the roof and diesel. And in PNG, that's a lot different, isn't it? Because most people are not car owners, are they?
1: You, You have three different groups of people so you have the urban urban people who use a lot of vehicles personal vehicles and then you have people in rural areas who depend on the PMV routes, the public motor vehicle routes that link their villages. Now, if, if you take a bag of rice from, say, for example, Ley City and you bring it up to the highlands, that cost increases by a third. And when it reaches the most rural area in, in, the, in that province, it doubles quadruples. And and one example, I mean, if you go to a rural area, where well, the best thing to check is the price of rice, a one kilo packet of rice and a can of Coke. Now, if you see the can of Coke costing two kina in Lay and 10 kina in that village, you know that cost of transport is really high. They're, they're paying more for transport and they're passing on that cost to consumers.